Another slow start leads to a narrow Colts loss and why the Colts haven't yet took it to the limit. Let's discuss. Good evening. You're listening to another installment of the Blue HQ podcast. I'm Aaron, joined as always by Dalton and Jeff. And tonight, a returning guest, Mike Bostic, joins us to talk some more Colts football and give you guys the information that, uh, well, that you've come here to listen to. This week on the show, we have last week's trivia winner. We're going to start off with this week's trivia question, a preview of the matchup with the Chicago Bears and a disappointing performance in London. So this week's trivia, or last week I should say, trivia question was which former Colts head coach was also a Colts player? And the answer to that was actually Don Shula. So the winner of last week's trivia question was Evan Marlowe. Congratulations, Evan. You've won an Amazon gift card worth $10. Um, this week's trivia question is going to be, what was the score of the Colts-Bears Super Bowl back in 2006? So if you know that, be sure to comment down below in the comments section. Subscribe to make sure you're eligible to win. And again, this week's prize is going to be a $10 Amazon gift card. Aaron, if you want to go ahead and take it away with the preview of week, uh, or the recap of week four. Well, we got a bit of a disappointing one on our hands. Another slow start leads to some late-game troubles as Andrew Luck, who was trying to add another comeback win to his resume, falls short. There was some things you got to look at that were positive to see, but there were also some, you know, some negatives. Andrew Luck played fairly well, made some mistakes early as well as late. But you have to look and you have to find the silver linings. And obviously you have Luck who, you know, tossed a pair of touchdowns, 234 yards. Frank Gore, who has been solid this season, had himself another good performance, averaging 4.3 on the ground with a total of 68 and a touchdown of, uh, for himself. But what seemed to be the problem in this game was not only the inability, I mean, was the inability to stop the Jaguars' offense in key moments um, while also putting up ample, you know, scores, you, there just weren't enough. And, you know, you saw that really impressive play by Dorsett there uh, towards the end, but that was Dorsett's only catch. And it's, 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 it's lacking consistency. You know, this team is... They're putting up points. It's not a. It's not a matter of points, you know. Uh, week one, they put up thirty-five. Week two, uh, twenty points. One of their weaker performances, but in, you know, against San Diego, they put up twenty-six, and then came and put up twenty-seven against Jacksonville. So, you know, Jacksonville has proven in the past that they're able to exploit our defense, and that was really the story of the game. The, uh, the inability to stop this team on third down and really, you know, get pressure on Blake Bortles, allowing him to get out and make those throws. So disappointing loss, but it's even more disappointing considering 
you know, it's it's really just the defensive effort that's falling short here. And um, regards with the uh, the offensive line, oh, we had three rookies starting yesterday. We had obviously Kelly, who's been playing there all season at center. You had Austin Blythe playing right guard, and then you had Joe Haig playing right tackle. So going into the game right away, you definitely had a lot of you were depending on a lot of rookies to step up and play well. At the beginning of the game, for sure, they looked really well. That they, they were giving Andrew like a lot of time in the pocket to move, maneuver around, find his receiver who was open, and then make the right play. But as the game kind of progressed, kind of slowed down a little bit. The defensive ends on the pass rushers, I mean, on the Jaguars, definitely started to make their impact, and we're getting by the the linemen quite easily. So um, it was encouraging to see them start off well, but the Colts are definitely going to need to get that fixed if uh, they want to have success. Andrew Luck is their main player there, so if you can't protect him, you're not going to be too successful. I feel like one of the issues that really plagued this team, especially early, and what proved to be often, uh, you know, even in towards the end of the game, were these drop passes. Um, you saw quite a few drop passes throughout the game. Uh, you know, Frank Gore had himself a drop pass, Josh Ferguson, Dwayne Allen, name a few. But when you have these these drop passes and these opportunities squandered, you know, people think to themselves, well, it's one three and out, it's one punt, but it adds up. And, you know, that last fourth and fourth and one, fourth and two, um, where Dwayne Allen really had to make the catch and he just wasn't able to do that. Mike, what did you see with this team that, you know, positive or negative offense or defense that you think should be cleaned up or maybe, you know, should be strengthened uh, going forward? Pretty much all the things that you said. Um, I, I watched the game just like you guys did, and it, it was sloppy all around. It, it, you, you've got to, you got to hold on to the ball. You got to put pressure on the, on the, the quarterback. And we, you know, there was just way too many mistakes. You just there's no way that you're going to win in that league with those level of uh, the competition that they have to face. If you make those mistakes, they're, they're going to make you pay. So, I mean, I just I just want to see them bounce back. Uh, um, I want to see them come back strong and beat the Bears at home and get this thing on track. Uh, just one more quick point I want to add to the offensive line. Yesterday, the they gave up five sacks and then 13 QB hits too. So like I said before, that's definitely something that needs to be be fixed if we want to win some games. Guys, real quick, I just uh, I want to go on record as saying if we can get a game where we're not playing from 15, 20 points behind from the get-go, that will be the game that Frank Gore hits 100 yards. For three straight weeks, he's put up solid performances, and it just seems every week, you know, in the second quarter we're fighting for points and – we can't run the ball like we want to. So I definitely think if we can get an early lead, Frank Gore is going to hit 100 yards. I hope so. Definitely. Um, you know, one thing to note, you know, regarding this defense is the defense by no means played poorly. I mean, they gave up some big runs um, from Yeldon. I think one of the more notable plays on defense was allowing Alan Hearns to break a tackle, um, a tackle that should have been made, and run the ball in for, for, you know, for the touchdown to, you know, to really solidify that Jaguar lead. But, you know, Allen Robinson had five catches for 55 yards, and, you know, Hearns, their 
leading receiver had two catches for 47. So they had some chunk plays, but for the most part, you know, they held Blake Bortles to fairly low numbers. And you saw the the interception towards the beginning of the game that led to that Jaguar touchdown. It was when given a short field, the Jaguars were able to really put up points, you know, at will. But when given a long field, it seemed like the Colts defense did all right with stopping him. It's just they didn't really it's it's just another another case of shooting yourself in the foot. And you know, Andrew Luck knows it. You look at his post game interviews, he's frustrated. But at the same time, he's making this these mistakes, but you have to think, would he make these mistakes if he had a solid O line around him, an O line that could protect him and allow him to you know, show us what he has exactly, you know, show us his skill set. You give any quarterback time, any quarterback in the league, and they're going to make a throw. But with Andrew, we've seen him make throws without time that are equally as impressive. So it's just, it's it's like Colts Nation is begging this front office for an O-line, and they're just not giving it to us. But then they want to critique Andrew Luck's play as if he's a man who's got time and is just throwing it away. I think you, when you mentioned about the D as well, when you said the offensive line, you said that the the fans want the want wants the organization to invest in that. Uh, I think that the same the same goes for the defense. If you look at the defense now, in terms of starters, you have maybe three or four who are drafted by the team. You have Anderson, who was just drafted last year. Same for Gathers. You had Green, who was just drafted this year, and uh, I think I'm missing somebody as well. But it starts success in the NFL starts by drafting and then and then building up your own players. So it's something that the Colts haven't been able to do in, uh, in, in Grigson's tenure as GM. So that's something they'll need to be fixed. It looks like they're trying to get that fixed now. It looks like they made a lot of draft picks for the offensive line, and they made a few picks on the D side as well. So hopefully they're, uh, they're investing in that, looking to, instead of making trades for players, signing free agents, that kind of stuff, hopefully they're moving on in the direction of let's build our team through the draft rather than through free agency because it hasn't really worked out, especially on D. Since Andrew Luck has been here, the defense has consistently been an issue. So, Yeah, one thing that, uh, that seems like as good a time as any to bring up would be one of the fan of the week questions, and it comes from Andrew Smith regarding some of the players you just mentioned. Um, it was, could Clayton Gathers play more of a linebacker-safety hybrid going further, going further? You know, we've seen them play the three safety sets. Um, Mike, what are your thoughts on that? I, I, wish, I, I wish I had the answer to these questions and, and, and the formula for turning it around. Um, I, I, I would think that he's talented enough to do that. I would think that if you make it to that level – you have the ability to play more than one position. I think an, a, a great athlete can do a lot of different things. And if you're limited to only, well, I can only play one position, you know, then I question maybe why you are, why you're on the team. I mean, if you, if you look at maybe the Patriots and they would have had to, to put Julian Edelman in at quarterback, I would think that that kid would have had success and probably would have won that game. Because he's a great athlete. So I don't know. I don't know what kind of athletes we have on our team. Obviously, they're big, bigger and stronger and faster than me. Uh, but I don't know. 
Yeah, analyzing gathers, I think what you have is something that the Colts haven't really seen since Bob Sanders. Um, it's a really physical safety who is good in coverage, who's good against the run. One thing I think regarding that question is using gathers as a linebacker in certain packages seems like something that could be beneficial to that defense, but you don't want to have to use gathers as a linebacker. When I think of safeties being versatile, I, I, I want a safety who can play safety in coverage, who can play safety against the run, who can serve as a corner on a blitz package. But I think what, what I want to see, at least with this defense, is I want this defense to draft – you know, these these true linebackers who, you know, you look at guys like Khalil Mack and uh, Jamie Collins, these guys who are able to play linebackers and play in coverage but really get to the quarterback. And I think those are guys that you're going to have to draft. I don't think that's something you can just go out and sign without paying, you know, a hefty chunk of change. But with Gathers, one thing I want to see with him is I want to see him obviously keep that physicality up, but I want to see him take a different road that Sanders went and really try to preserve his body. Um, I feel like playing as a linebacker, your opportunities of getting hurt go go up substan- substantially as compared to you playing safety. I want to see him get better in coverage. I want to see him get better against the run. He's already pretty good in those aspects of the game, but I think there's always room for improvement. But as far as moving into linebacker, I think it's something that you want to use sparingly in very specific packages, um, you know, on third down, um, long yardage situations. Because I think the defense has already dabbled in that a bit. And to this point, I've not seen anything on defense that would suggest to me that the formula they have now is a working formula. Uh, One thing that impressed me about Gethers as well is that he seems to be a playmaker, and that's something that the defense has been lacking for a while. You see with Vontae, he can do that, but other than that, there's been a lot of, I guess, a lack of uh, playmaker, like I said. Anderson, Henry Anderson seems to do it too a little bit, but with Gethers, it always seems like he's making plays. You saw it last week against San Diego where he forced that fumble, and that was kind of the clincher for the game. And you can go back to even last year against Atlanta when he hit uh, Devontae Freeman with that huge hit. He had a concussion. He got a concussion on that play, so that's definitely a huge hit. And he'd been having a really good season up to that point. So Heathers is definitely a playmaker, and that's one thing that's encouraging. He's also a great tackler. That's something that Pagano has stressed. He says they don't tackle well enough, and that's what's causing him to have a lot of troubles. But Heathers is definitely not one of those players. He's a solid tackler. He's fast as well. Yeah, it's really nice to see him step up. Um, One fact that might surprise a lot of people – with the Colts and their defensive draft strategy. In the last 10 years, the Colts have only used two first-round picks on defensive players, which is uh, its really shocking. You know, obviously, Andrew Luck, that was a no-brainer. But even after you take that out of the equation, two out of nine, it's not a lot. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, I was... sorry, you, 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 know, you look at the, the draft strategy in, in recent years, and you look at, you know um, – the selection of, of Philip Dorsett, which obviously was a head scratcher considering considering some of the talent you had. Um, I don't I don't think this team and you know I won't go too deep into it because it's a topic that could be I mean heavily debated is the fact that Grigson, as of now, 
is not – I don't think moving forward is the guy that's going to bring a strong defense or a strong O-line to this team. I think Grigson's mindset going into the draft is we need guys who can make plays on offense or we need guys, you know, his – he did well this year. Um, I would say with O-line he took a step in the right direction, but I don't think he – he really did enough to solidify that O-line. And I don't think he did enough to fortify that defense. So, you know, you really want to see going forward, whoever it is at GM, whether it's Gregson or someone else, them really, um, really taking and making it a priority to solidify these skill positions, the O-line to protect luck the D-line to get after the quarterback. These are two crucial things that have often burned the Colts in games in the past. And uh, so obviously moving forward, Jeff, do you have the injury report for us? Yeah, I do. So this week going to the game, obviously had three offensive linemen who were out. You had Denzel Good, who had a back injury. He did not play. And then also a right guard, you had uh, Jonathan Harrison. He didn't play due to illness, so he could be back this week. Um, right tackle Joe Reitz, he had a back injury, didn't play, didn't practice it very much during the week, so we'll see about him this week. Cornerback uh, Darius Butler missed the game as well. He missed again with a hamstring injury. We'll see about him in the next couple of days. Hopefully he can start practicing. Dante Moncrief, still out with a shoulder injury. He's still week-to-week, according to Chuck Pagano. That'll be a crucial player to get back when he does come back. One of Andrew Luck's favorite targets, especially in the red zone, so hopefully we can get him back soon. And then just to just to talk about Andrew Luck, he seems to always be on the injury report in the week, and the national media seems to make a big deal of it every week, even though the coaching staff has said several times that this is the plan. We want to have him on a snap count during practices during the week so that he doesn't injure the shoulder again. And Jim Mercy has flat out said in the media that he is not injured, he is fine. So just want to let people know that, that Andrew Luck could be on the injury report again with the shoulder, but he'll be fine. He'll be playing next Sunday against the Bears. Yeah, um, we hope it stays that way. Obviously, you know, with luck, you you see the media kind of hinting at a possible injury. Um, and Ursay had even said, I think Ursay made a comment uh, regarding luck, saying how he he plays like a linebacker, and that has to change. And I think he's right. Um, you know, you see Andrew Luck wanting to play hero ball all of the time, and when he throws picks, he's wanting to be right in the middle of that scrum. And it's hard to tell a guy to play without that passion. And one thing that I just wanted to point out, I think with, um, I think with luck, I'm I'm hoping maybe I'm wrong that he's been overcoached. That Pagano has told him, you know, you need to slide. Don't take the chance. Always throw first. Maybe I'm wrong, but you look at the way he plays in that fourth and two that they could not uh, convert there at the end. Uh, many people were speculating that Andrew Luck could have very well just tucked it and ran it himself. And from what I saw, I want to agree a little bit, but I'm 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 hoping, like I said, that I'm wrong. That it's not Pagano that is just really coaching that that you know that hero ball out of him. You don't want to see it all the time, but when the time is right, that's what you need. Guys, just to play devil's advocate a little bit, how do we know that we can trust Jim Ursay's? comments to the media i mean last year everything was fine you know until it got to the point where luck just couldn't physically do it 
how do we know that Luck's really not injured and they're just kind of stringing it along, you know, underplaying it a little bit? That's a good question for sure. Um, it, it really depends. In the game so far, it didn't seem like he's been very limited in terms of throwing the ball, whether it be deep passes or short passes. You saw him throw, a, I think it was 42-yard pass to, uh, to Philip Dorsett there for the touchdown. Um, he was making nice throws. He seems it doesn't seem like he's he's bothered by it. it. He probably wouldn't play the way he does if he had been injured. So uh, I tend to I tend to uh, believe what Ursa had said about Andrew Luck, and honestly, it's just more of hoping that he he is not injured, just because he's such a valuable asset to the team. And without him, you saw what happened last year. Right. I you know it's it's hard to it's hard to take what he says for, you know, 100% truth because you look at, you know, Andrew Luck last year, Dalton, like you had said, you know, nobody really played it out to be this big issue until, you know, Andrew Luck was really hurt. And I know the Colts were investigated for, you know, messing around with the injury report and maybe leaving some some crucial information out. Um, I think Ursay's in a, in a situation right now where he's got a lot of heat on him because of his decision to keep Pagano and Grigson around. So I think he's want, I mean, his comments about luck, whether or not they're hundred percent true are just trying to get some of that pressure off him, trying to get some of the pressure off, off of uh, luck and, you know, trying to keep Colts fans calm, cool and collected. So I just, you know, I don't, uh, I don't know that I would trust Everything that Ursay says, but at, at the same time, I don't think that you know. I don't think we should read too much into it. I think as of right now, Luck's not playing with too many restrictions. Um, so you know, I think I think we just take it for what it is and and move forward. All right. So as you guys know, starting last week, we started doing a fan of the week contest um just to remind everybody that's listening at home how that works go ahead and message us on our facebook or twitter with your fan of the week application or submission um each week we're going to pick a winner and then at the end of the year we're going to take each week's winner and put them into a big drawing and the winner is going to get two colts tickets to a 2017 home game so without further ado i'd like to introduce this week's fan of the week greg horton his uh, submission was submitted by a Sean Martin. And here's what Sean had to say about Greg. He said he is the leader of one of the biggest and best tailgating crews for the Colts games, the Colts Disciples. He said their tailgate is always located in the Victory Field parking lot right up by West Street. The only time that Sean hasn't seen Greg since he's been going was the week that they were brought up to the Bud Light tailgate zone across from Lucas Oil Stadium where they were a featured tailgate. He says, goes on to say that Greg is one of the biggest and wildest Colts fans he knows. He is always upbeat and supportive of the boys in blue. And we can't get enough of that right now at this low point in the season. We need, you know, all, all the fans, all the people at home to remain supportive no matter what happens. So congratulations, Greg. You're this week's winner. Um, stay tuned and good luck at the end of the year. And I'll stop by on Sunday. Victory Field parking lot. I'm headed there. There you have it. Greg, uh, Cloney Dungy is going to stop by and see you. So look forward to that. 
one heck of an honor, man. Um, you know, obviously, congratulations, Dalton. You hit it right on the head. In a time like this where this team seems to be, you know, struggling a little bit, and as Mike said the last time he was on the show, you know, we've got to be positive. Uh, we got to be optimistic. we got to move forward. It's, you know, the next game is here. Um, you know, with this division, obviously Houston's playing three-and-one football right now. But after Houston, I mean, there's – I mean, anyone could go to the top. There's not – there's nothing stopping us from ripping off six, seven games in a row and being right back up there at the top. Um, so be, you know, be optimistic. You know, don't throw away your merchandise. Don't turn off the TV. Don't cancel your Sunday ticket. I've seen all sorts of people, you know, throwing out what they're going to do. Um, you know, Mike, you hit it right on the head last time you were here. True fans are the people who are going to stick around through, through thick and thin and, you know, in their trials and tribulations. We will be there still bleeding blue as we always have. And, um, so yeah, congratulations. Thank you for, for submitting that. Um, we love having, you know, obviously fans of the show, but also fans of the Colts who are as passionate as we are about, you know, this team that we know has it in them to win. They just need to get it figured out. Um, so next week, an interesting matchup against the Chicago bears at home. Um, the last time the Colts played the Bears was September 9th, 2012. It was a Chicago victory, 41-21. Hoping that he's, history does not repeat itself. Um, Andrew Luck goes in, completing 103 of 166 passes so far. Eight touchdowns, three interceptions with a 91.1 rating. One of the biggest things about this game I think that people are going to be paying attention to is the fact that Jay Cutler is going to be out. Um, and, um, you know, Chicago's head head coach, Fox, had said that um, there's a good chance that if Hoyer plays as well as he has, that Cutler might not have a job going forward. So keep an eye on that. I mean, the Bears are missing a starter, but they've got what seems to be a capable guy in there, a guy who has has proven in the past to be capable. Um, I think what Colts fans are really hungry for as well is for Gore to finally hit that, you know, hit that 100-yard mark that we've just been dying to see. But, you know, obviously an interesting matchup. Hopefully it'll work in our favor this time. As for the offense offense of the Chicago Bears, in terms of wide receivers, they obviously have Alishon Jeffrey, who is injured quite often, but he is definitely uh, somebody they need to watch out for. You have Kevin White, the second-year wide receiver, who missed all of last year with an injury. He was their first-round pick two seasons ago, so um, he's still definitely getting getting. Uh, he's still being, I guess you could say, they're taking his time with with him. He's still being shown the playbook and everything like that. So he won't be as bad as a threat as uh, Alishon would be, but definitely keep an eye on him. And they have their tight end as well, uh, Zach Miller, who replaces Martellus Bennett. He played there a bit last season. He's kind of moved around. He played for uh, Oakland. He's played for he's played for Seattle, I believe. And when Jake Cutler's in, he seems to be uh, – Miller seems to be one of his favorite targets. So don't be surprised if, if – uh, 
if Hoyer will dump off Tim a few times. And the Colts have had a lot of struggles against the tight ends this season, so uh, Zach Miller could be a threat next week. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, like you said, you've got a guy like Alshon Jeffrey who is completely and utterly, like, unstoppable at times when he's in the game. It's going to be important to, um, you know, to, to shut him down. It's going to be important to see what our secondary can do against these guys. Um, you know, I think another another interesting thing about this game is the fact that one Colts player who's been with us for the last few years will no longer be wearing blue and white, but rather blue and orange, and that's Jarrell Freeman, a guy who – you know, was oftentimes our leading tackler and who I believe is the leading tackler to this point in the NFL. Um, so a guy to watch out for on defense, I think he's going to be looking for blood against this team that, you know, that he believes um, offered them the short end of the stick last year. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting offensively and defensively to see this, this matchup that will be taking place um, in Indianapolis. So, you know, definitely tune in and really just hoping that this matchup, you know, like I had said earlier, works works a little bit more in our favor. Um, Mike, looking at this matchup, obviously it's one that we've seen, you know, a little bit in in the past, you know, with, you know, the Super Bowl and seeing them, you know, this, this uh, I believe it was rookie year uh, where they had the loss. Um what do you see about this matchup? Obviously, it's a special one, one we don't see very often. But what do you see about this matchup that key, you know, that makes you feel positive that this is something we can pull off? Um, I think I, I think we'll bounce back. Um, I, I think we're going to see a lot more heart from the guys, and uh, we'll be at home. And it should be a huge advantage for us. And, you know, going back to what you guys were saying with Andrew Luck, I think the guy needs to play the way he knows how to play. I think, you know, he, he's gotten to this level and this point by playing football a certain way. So, yeah, maybe he plays a little unsafe and takes, you know, some risks when he shouldn't. Well, how's that working for us? It's not. So why not let him play the game the way he, he's capable of playing? He, there, there's risk for him getting hurt regardless. So let him do his thing, and, and if, he, if he can do that and, and the defense can make some stops, we'll, we'll beat the Bears. We're going to beat the Bears. Guys, real quick, um, does anybody else have anything to finish out the show? Don't give up uh, hope. One, one stat I found pretty interesting is I saw it on Twitter. Um, in the last 11 games that Andrew Luck has played, um, the team has trailed by 13-plus points, in, like I said, in each of the last 11 games. So you guys mentioned before that it'd be really nice if we could get a fast start, and then maybe we could utilize Frank Gore for what he does well. It's just a matter of getting that quick start and putting points on the board quickly and not starting off bad, because when you start off bad, it's really hard to catch up, like, like they do. I mean, they do it so often, but I mean, you need to start off well. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to putting up points early and often. Um, not going into the second half with the other <laughs> team having no momentum, but you know, also, Mike, like you said, maybe just letting Andrew Luck open it up a bit. 
Um, I think it's going to be crucial for this defense to to step up to the plate and accept this challenge. I think one thing you saw last week against Jacksonville that had some success and they kind of got away away from it was that up-tempo offense. Um, once Andrew Luck really started that up, up-tempo up offense going, you saw you know Jaguars defenders with their hands on their hips. And when Andrew Luck was ready to snap the ball, the Jaguars defense was still getting set. And I think you see things that work and you see how the, you know, the, the Colts come out and score points in the, you know, the first drive of the second half. I saw a graphic. I can't for the life of me remember, but the amount of points that they score on the first drive of the second half actually leads the NFL. Um, however, their performance in the first half happens to, you know, keep them in the, in the bottom five. So it's, it's going to be important to get, the tempo rolling and moving early and often getting Frank Gore involved and really getting these receivers involved. I think it's going to be important to get the tight ends moving Jack Doyle and, and uh, you know, Dwayne Allen getting them reps, getting them the passes, but cleaning up those drop passes. That's going to be the biggest thing. I think you can have every opportunity in the world. Your defense can make stops, but if you're going to drop every ball, what's the point in even being on offense? So I think, you know, going into this game, consistency is has got to be the one word on every Colt mind is being consistent, showing consistency, and really bouncing back from that disappointing loss last week. All right, and one thing before we, uh, before we call it a night, guys, we, uh, we all got together and partnered with CooksCreativeEdge.com. And I know you guys at home can't see this, but Mike, we wanted to present you with this plaque um, for being such an inspiration and helping us out so much along the way. Um, I'll go ahead and post a picture of this in the video. So we'll be sending that to you um, shortly. And again, just thanks so much for all that you do, being a good fan, being a good friend. Um, and it just, it's really been a help. I thank you guys for having me on here. You're doing a great thing. It's a, it's a, you, you guys are, as much as I know you want the Colts to, to succeed and win, you give a, a good unbiased uh, take on what's really happening. So I, I appreciate you guys. We appreciate it, Mike. All right. Again, that was, uh, that was presented by the Blue HQ and Cook's Creative Edge. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for all the latest content and to be eligible for the prizes and giveaways that we give out. Submit your fan of the week submissions. We know you guys want those free 2017 game tickets. That's going to be awesome. Who knows? You might even get a visit from, uh, from Mike here. You will. I promise. From Crony Dungy. So uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is Blue HQ Media or our Facebook page at the Blue HQ Podcast. As always, it's Dalton, joined by Aaron, Jeff, and our special friend Mike Bostic. Everybody have a great night. Go Colts.